0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, the Ball. And, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people started businesses. Maybe you're sitting in corporate right now thinking you're going to start a business and leave the nine to five behind. That's all great. But when the honeymoon is over, how do you sustain that new business? That's what I'm going to talk about today with Anna Lundberg. She's an internationally recognized authority in designing and building successful careers and businesses that prioritize personal well-being and fulfillment. As the founder of One Step Outside, Anna empowers professionals around the world to achieve a lifestyle of freedom, flexibility, and success, unconstrained by the limitations of the conventional nine-to-five, without sacrificing health and personal relationships. She's the host of Reimagining Success podcast and the author of Leaving the Corporate 9 to 5. Her eagerly anticipated new release, Outside the 9 to 5, is set to inspire and guide even more people towards a life of fulfillment and meaningful success. With Anna's guidance and expertise, you can break free from the constraints of the 9 to 5 and discover your true potential. Okay, Anna, I'm ready. How do I do all of that?
1: (laughs) Good question. It sounds uh, all uh, easy in theory, right? Thanks so much for having me on, Lorraine. I think you said something really interesting about the the pandemic. And there's been a lot of talk about the great resignation and the great rethink and now quiet quitting and all these very uh, hot, sort of trendy (laughs) phrases being thrown around. For me, I quit my job back in 2013. So I've been thinking about these things for a long time. My first book, as you mentioned, Leaving the Corporate Nine to Five, to some extent was quite naive. For me, it came out of that initial phase, as you said, a little bit the honeymoon phase. And a lot of the interviews in there, because it's a collection of stories with people who have quit their jobs, are quite uh, naive too, to some extent, in the sense they were quite fresh out of quitting. (laughs) We were very proud of ourselves and full of enthusiasm and optimism without much clarity necessarily on what we'd want to do. And the truth is, actually, I've been recently going through the stories of that book, and some of those people have returned to a full job, very few, but, you know, a handful of them. Most, if not all, have pivoted their business in some way, as you can imagine, since I spoke to them. So outside the nine to five, as you just introduced, there is really what I've learned, I suppose, in the last 10 years, not to oversell it, but it's about making this incredible moment, the first decision, because it really is the first decision, the first step sustainable over the long term. And that will involve a lot of work and reminding yourself of why you're doing this and making sure that's still important to you, work on your confidence, your resilience, changing your business model sometimes, becoming more visible, making it all work as your personal life shifts and changes too. So that's just to give some of the context of of how I got there. And just to not cop out, because you did ask me the question how to do it, I'm not going to be able to answer that in a couple of minutes,
0: all right. So you made this transition. You've put together this book. What would you say are one of the most important lessons that people need to learn as they're making that transition?
1: Well, I think the book is around my my five pillars of um, of making that business sustainable. So it's so hard to pick one, but the big message. And which is the name of my podcast, Reimagining Success, is really that bigger why, as Simon Sinek would say, it's your purpose, it's understanding what you're doing. When I quit my job, I was single, carefree. (laughs) I wanted to live as a digital nomad and travel the world and so on. I then later met somebody, I've had two children, my life looks very different now. And so my definition of success has evolved and perhaps so has my business and it needs to. And that's okay. So I think it's okay. If your vision shifts, but you need to hold on to that vision, be clear on what you're working for and why, because without that, you're not going to have the focus, the energy, the determination, the will to keep going through those inevitable ups of ups and downs of the roller coaster that we all know and love (laughs) is part of the entrepreneurial journey.
0: I would say that I love it on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, but there's an occasional Tuesday where I'm thinking my corporate gig was probably pretty good. Definitely. As your looking back over the last 10 years, and you were putting this book together, what was the thing that surprised you that you didn't expect that you had to maybe overcome or adapt to as a business owner?
1: I think the biggest frustration, and also in a way, the biggest um, empowering thought is that there is no right answer. (laughs) There's no one secret model, you know, especially when we're so deep into this world of coaching and so on. I, I always find it hilarious the messages I'm bombarded with on LinkedIn and obviously all the webinars and ads and so on you mustn't do webinars you must do webinars masterclasses are dead do 5 day challenges don't do 5 day challenges group coaching don't do group etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's so easy to get pulled in these different directions and the truth is that's why you need to know what success looks like for you you have to choose the business model that works for your vision your lifestyle your personality how you want to deliver things in person, online, alone, in a group, etc., etc., And so that's quite frustrating because it means there's no blueprint or roadmap that you can follow. So my book is certainly not a, hey, here's the exact guide to making your vision of success, but it's rather asking you the questions and then you get to come up with the answer. So hopefully you can breathe a sigh of relief that you don't have to go chasing that secret that everybody else knows and rather just keep going, keep kind of chipping away every day asking the right questions, getting a little bit closer to your answer and and being in it for the long haul really I think is the key. This is what we're talking about, right? Knowing that you want to do this, you're committed to this and therefore you're going to do the work, you're going to keep learning and you will find a way.
0: I love that because it is is a continuous journey. I, I owned my business for 20 years before I sold it and the business I sold did not look at all like the business that I started and that was okay and it was fun along the way and sometimes it was accidents and sometimes it was very very deliberate you alluded to kind of five pillars and you've talked about some different things but what are some of the other pillars besides reimagining your success that you need to have in place if you're going to make this transition from oh this is fun to oh this is a real business. <laughs>
1: Yes, so I think that first pillar is almost the hardest, but it is also the most fun because you get to imagine what you want to do. The second one, and people are always surprised that I come with this so early on, but inevitably they they understand why, which is working on your mindset. So you're cultivating what I call confidence and resilience. If you don't believe it's possible to earn money, make a living, all these other things with your business, then of course, it's never going to happen. It sounds a bit woo-woo, but the truth is you have to believe it's possible. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how many strategies I give you. So that's pillar two. Pillar three and four are really concrete. So pillar three is choosing the right business model. Again, as we said, it's not just following some guru and kind of applying that blueprint. You have to choose what works for you. And then four is building an effective personal brand. So I come from a marketing background. As it turns out, marketing yourself is very different to marketing a product or you know another company. So that's huge. And then pillar five, coming full circle, is about making work-life integration work for you. So not balance where I think you're really putting work versus life, but when you're doing your own business you have the opportunity to make it all work in harmony. Now, that sounds a little bit idealistic. And of course, my life is not always harmonious, but that's the goal. I strive to make that blend work. There are synergies that when I'm feeling fulfilled and so on in, at work, of course, that has positive effects on my personal life. I'm taking care of my health and my children and my relationships and so on. So those are the five pillars from big picture this is my vision right down to the nitty gritty of, okay, what does my daily planning, time management, energy schedule look like?
0: Awesome. Okay. So if somebody is sitting at their desk and they're thinking about doing this, or they have started and they're questioning this, besides buying a copy of both of the (laughs) books, which I'm going to have links to from the show notes, is there one thing that they should do today that will set them on a good path?
1: It's a hard one to answer because depending on where you are, and, and interestingly, of course, as I've been in business longer, this my thinking has become more granular. I'm doing a workshop in a few weeks where we're looking at kind of the three stages of the business and then the specific strategies for each one. The one thing I would say, again, if I can bring it back to the idea of success, is it's an exercise you can and should do at least once a year, right? So take a step back. It really helps. You know, I traveled initially, I went on a three month sabbatical. That's not so part of my agenda anymore with two little kids. But you know, an afternoon, uh, a weekend, whatever you can manage. And whatever you like to do, whether it's journaling or meditating, or just go for a run or having a bath. And Really, just reflecting on, hang on a second, what am I working towards? And I can give lots of specific exercises, but I don't want to overwhelm you. There, are, there are quite a few in the book, as you said. But really, just asking yourself some of those questions. You know, what does success mean to me? What am I working towards right now? What are my goals? And I think you might be surprised, especially after a few minutes of writing and reflecting, what comes up for you. And I think really trusting your intuition and closing out all the noise from what other people are telling you, perhaps that you should be doing from social media, parents, peers, etc., and kind of tapping into your heart, really, what you really want to do, then I think that's a, a really powerful place to start.
0: Awesome. Anna, this has been fabulous. As I said, we're going to have links to your Reimagining Success podcast and both your books. If you are listening today and you are in that early stage or you are at a plateau where you are ready to commit to a bigger, brighter future, definitely check out Anna's two books. Anna, thank you so much for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you, Lorraine. Such a pleasure. I hope it was valuable.
0: Oh, it was awesome. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, if you would like other resources for your business, be sure to check out our digital toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts.